Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this week in Wizard Radio Show. It is Friday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in. As always, we have Tom Marino and myself, Pat Sargent, along with Mark Henderson from the 016.com. How are you guys doing today? It's a beautiful day. It is. It is an absolutely beautiful day. Very nice day out there. I'm glad. I'm glad we're inside talking <laughs> yeah, to each other. Exactly. Exactly. It's just what I want to do on this wonderful day. Look at the two of you. <laughs> That's right. We need to start thinking of remotes. That's what. Yeah. We need absolutely. To Some sunshine. Exactly. None of this bright recess <laughs> lighting. We can all be outside somewhere, and the wind will be blowing. It'll sound terrible. It'll be, it'll be wonderful. Absolutely. I know. I agree. Let's let's work on that for next week. While the, while the summer's still here, you know? I don't want to do it in the winter. Exactly. All right, guys. Uh, so you can call in today, 508-471-5265. It's thisweekinwister.com radio show. Uh, as always, we start each show with five things you need to know today in Worcester. And we run this every Monday through Friday, every morning. Five things you need to know in Worcester. It is not necessarily, it's not necessarily five things you specifically need to know, but it is five things that we think the majority of the population of Worcester would like to hear. If you'd like to be an informed citizen. Absolutely. And you can check this out again at thisweekinwister.com every Monday through Friday. And the first thing we have on our list today, which uh, I'm sure everyone heard about it at this point, the season tickets are going to be on sale on Monday, August 19th, for the Worcester Red Sox at Polar Park. Woohoo. Um, really getting ahead of things, you know? Just, yes, they are. That's great. I, I mean, I... I can appreciate their willingness to take our money. Take our money. <laughs> <laughs> this is worse than the presidential election. Yeah. It's not so early. <laughs> they, they, because why? Why are they taking our money so early, Tom? Um, well, the obvious answer: we got a ballpark to build. <laughs> That's right. We have a, bar, a ballpark to build. Uh, so beginning Monday, August nineteenth, season tickets to the Worcester Red Sox will go on sale. They are early bird ticket pricing, and they start at eleven dollars. Per game, you can check them out at polarpark.com uh, and check us. There's a link there at thisweekinworcester.com to purchase your tickets on the five things you need to know in Worcester for today. Uh, following that, the Worcester Regional Chamber, our friends at the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce and the Greater Worcester Community Foundation have announced their leadership team for Leadership Worcester Class of 2020. Uh, some familiar names on that list. Yes, there are. There are always some people that we know. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it seems like every year it seems like a pretty strong list yes. of individuals, promising young talent in the city. Yes, yes. And coming together and learning all sorts of different stuff. It's really an interesting process that they go through to meet with the city manager and then the mayor and then they meet with the heads of nonprofits. And it, it really is quite a comprehensive, well, it's a year-long cohort. It, it is. lasts a year, so it's basically they give up basically one day a month for for the year. Uh, that's my understanding of it, anyway. And that's and then they learn different facets and and then connect and network. It's an incredibly promising, inspiring program, and it's, it is. It's nice to see that the city is kind of scooping up this young talent and making sure that they're involved in the city a little bit. Give them buy-in. So hopefully, stay, stay here long term. Right. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, they stay here long term. Uh, so you can take a list of the full. The 28 people that were selected for uh, the Leadership Worcester Team 2020 squad there. Um, like I said, a lot of familiar names. Please take a look. Uh, actually, big name, big big uh, five things for local professional sports teams. We've already touched upon the Worcester Red Sox. And the yes. next is the Worcester Railers, our hockey team, released their promotional schedule. 
Woohoo. And it's enormous. I don't know if you took is a look really? at it. I yeah, am not. It's, yet. It's, I it got, seems like something every night there. Uh, yeah. It is. The list is extremely long, and uh, just there are a bunch of theme nights, as always. There are, um, you know, they, I believe there's a typically a Worcester Fire Department night, Worcester Police Department yes, night. Yes, and they, play, they, play, they play the game beforehand, right? They play exactly. each other on yes, nights beforehand. Yep, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but just some nights, is it going to be a country music night? Um, there's a Star Wars night, a birthday party night for tracks, the mascot. Yeah, uh, I was I was at that last year. It was a lot of fun actually. It was about 800 mascots running around. Oh yeah, yeah. that's neat. <laughs> that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Uh, and a Worcester Red Sox night, of course, which should be a little cross promotion. That's there. exactly. That's March 7th. So right around while the Red Sox are in spring training. Training, too. yeah. And 80s night is in mid March too. Oh, so I'm all over be, that. Yeah, me too. I'm that's all right over up that. my alley. That's right, Little Hall and Oats. I'd love to see them get like an eight, a good 80s band to play after the show. Yes. Wouldn't that be kind of neat? I'm a big 80s music guy. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, uh, you can there's a link to at thisweekinwish.com's five things um, for the full calendar promotional nights and events. It is extensive, so make sure you buy, go out and buy a calendar to mark it, mark it up with these events here. Yeah, and then let's say let's just say going back to the Paw Sox, they got their work cut out for them because you got teams in here that are really at the top of their game as far as making sure that the fans have a good time. And the Absolutely. Railers are one. Do they do how many times a year do they do the themed um, uh, jerseys and then raffle them off? Like they did one for the slap shot where it had in the in the uh, right, font of right, the Charleston right, right. Chiefs. You know they did that with the Railers and then they do the uh, they did the Marvel comic night where they cha- had specialty uniforms. Yep. Um, so, you know, they get the, you know, you have the Bravehearts, obviously, who continue to do their thing um, and set records, basically, uh, defy all expectations and set records. And then you have uh, the, the Railers and you even have the uh, Pirates. And Mass Pirates. But Mass Pirates, well. who yeah, do, do right. a good job as well. So the, the, the Pawsocks have their work cut out for them when they come here. The Railers tweeted out last week, I believe it was a picture of the jerseys the promotional jerseys they're doing yeah. sitting in a classroom um and it said something along the lines of which uh where would you where would you sit in this classroom oh, really? pick, <laughs> get a vote on um which jersey it was i'm trying to find it but it's not coming up right away here yeah. but i will take a look at that on break and but we'll get back to you with they have exactly. some good they, they do they do a great job they do they, they're still to be commended in their third year good good luck to them absolutely uh, QCC, Quinsigman Community College, they, they seem to make our five things at least a couple times a week. There's always something going on up there. And this is pretty neat, too, for any music lovers out there. Uh, they had a drum kit donated yesterday by SJC Custom Drums. Uh, the founder, Mike Saprari, I believe is how you pronounce yeah. his last they name. They drum kit donated. Yes. And by SJC Custom Drums... Uh, the founder, Mike yeah. Saprari. The, uh, the, the drum maker yeah, makes drums for Dropkick yeah, Murphys, Justin yeah. Bieber. Yeah, Channel 5 did a thing on them. Uh, Channel 5 did a thing on them the, uh, and how big, the, the that they, how big their um, reach is and with bands, Murphys, and it's really quite Bieber. remarkable. I mean, this is yeah, a top shelf. I mean, this is a top-notch outfit. And they're, I think, in Southridge. How big their reach is. They are in Southridge. Yes, they are. Yeah, it's really quite remarkable. It sounds like he has a good relationship with the president. I mean, this is a top-notch outfit. So it's... 
great for QCC, great for their music program. Yeah. And like I said, this guy, this drum company has made drums at Green Day, Imagine Dragons, Slipknot. So, I mean, they are yeah. right up there with the best of them. Well, you had me with Green Day, lost me with Slipknot. Yeah, <laughs> what is Slipknot? I yeah. Don't know. Um, <laughs> I really couldn't tell you one yeah. Slipknot song. Yeah. What is Slipknot? Who is that? I don't. Yeah. A, what are they? It's yeah. a post post corn band. They're a corn band. Oh, that's why. See, yeah. muddy. You know, I'm more too, of a potato band. So yeah. that's, that's <laughs> why. Tune, tune down <laughs> that's the, why I don't know. Tune down the cue so your strings are like spaghetti strings and play really. Bleh. Oh, okay. I, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I. I, I it's I, why I don't know who that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's you know out of that West Coast. Uh, I don't know what you call that. Post. Is it like a heavy rock band? Yeah, or yeah. Grunge oh, yeah. rock. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, thing? it's a it's a um. Like, you know, uh, a post-metal kind of, uh, uh, I don't want to say pop. I've always been a pre-metal guy, anyways. Well, it's because you're old. Right. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Not as old as you. <laughs> All right. Somehow. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, congratulations go out to four Massachusetts Pirates players as well. That's our fifth thing on the list today. And we, they had four players make the National Arena League's all-second team, yep. which is great for them. They had a wonderful season there. And I'm just going to name them off here. Uh, offensive lineman Trey Jackson, center Thomas Claiborne, quarterback Sean Brackett all made the second-team offense, and kicker Mike Weaver was honored on the defensive side. So congratulations to them. Yeah, and uh, Joel, your team, the team owner, is uh, was one executive of the year as well. Yeah, executive of the year, yeah. yeah. Well, was that is that official from the league, or is that from that... Uh, magazine that named them. Oh, I'm not sure. I just saw the headline. I, we I, we oh, put I, it in. Yeah. We put it in yesterday or two days ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, it, that uh, oh, God, what's the name? It was a like a Some, sports something. blog yeah, named yeah. him Executive of the Year. Yeah. I don't know if that came no, down yeah. from yeah. the league or not, but. Either uh, way, he was acknowledged. And, yeah. I mean, he, as he looked, should they, be. they did not start well. And like and, they said, you know, he went out and signed all these ex NFLers. Well, and, and they yeah, to turn the team around. He wasn't messing around. Yeah, no. he, remember he had that. He had that tweet. You know, relax. Yeah. Right. They said like one R-E-L-A-X. four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. And like and he form of and, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. yeah. And he knew what he was doing. And you know, and they by the time that the playoffs came around, they were rolling. Yeah. They started off poorly. Yeah. Um. But I mean, when they were five in a row, four in a row to get back into six. Was it six? Yeah. Um. To get back into, uh, well, they they ended up finishing third. And uh, played a really good team the first round of the playoffs and lost in yeah, a tough way. But they should have won that game. I was watching that game. They should have yeah, won. Yeah, they lost in a tough way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll be back next season. They'll be good. Yeah, again. he's already teasing the third season, yeah. so we're super excited about that. It's awesome. You know, I see the more the more professional sports happening in the city, the better. So hopefully it keeps rolling that way. Yes, I can think of. Hopefully, hopefully we pick up one more on yes, along the pick way. Pick up here. one more. Yes. Uh, I just want to mention before we move on to. The bigger subject affecting the city. Yes. In the last few days, uh, I don't know if it's affecting the city per se, but yeah. <laughs> here we are. Um, we are the proud media. This week in Worcester.com is the proud media sponsors of Summer Jam 2019. The, the Worcester Summer Jam Classic. Yes. The fourth Worc- annual. The fourth annual. Yeah. It's a five-on-five tournament. It's happening next Saturday, August 24th. Hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, no, it's um. Uh, I think there's nine teams. I think we reported eight, but I think you added one. Oh, uh, good. Since. So uh, nine teams, uh, four nice. different states, one from Vermont, one from New York. Um, 
Massachusetts, and I forget I forget what the other one is offhand. That but, must be um, the other state. It must be from outside state, because when we reported it, it was only the eight teams from three states. Oh. Six different cities. Maybe I have it wrong. No, no. Oh, that's what it was. Six different cities. That's right. Um, I think you had four state states last year. But uh, it's a fun event. It's free outdoor at uh, at Grand Hill Park. Grand Square. Grand Square Park. And um, uh, it's an it's a awesome full day of basketball, 10 to 7, on ne- uh, next Saturday. Lots of giveaways for kids for free school supplies, backpacks, and whatnot. So oh, it's a very yeah, it's a huge. Oh, that's great. It's a very cool outdoor event. Um, yeah. Uh, Josh at the at at Womag who reported on it last Josh year. Josh Lyford. Yes, called it the uh, the summer event, uh, Worcester, Worcester summer event or something. He gave it some very very glowing review last year that proclaimed it the the event of the summer in Worcester. That's what he called it. Nice. Yeah. Wow. So it's a really good fun outdoor outdoor, outdoor day leading into going back to school. And the event, the event's run by Anthony Barboza, who does an incredible job doing it, putting it together. It's it's no small task. It is not. <laughs> at all. Uh, what do you say? Two years ago, they had over 600 people in attendance just to watch the tournament. Just and to it's watch a, the game? And it's, really? day, it's a day-long event. Wow. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's and there's $1,000 on the line for the winners, which is it's pretty great. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, and the rest goes to school supplies for the kids. Very uh, nice. There's going to be food. Um, from have you heard of this place there? Uh, Dots, summer cooking or homemade cooking or something along not. those lines. I've not. No, I haven't. He said it's great. I got to check it out. Uh, Dots Homestyle Cooking. I guess it's a like catering company. Yeah. Um, oh wow. Yeah, I got to look into that. But they're also going to do hot dogs and burgers there. But it's from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. next Saturday, August 24th. There's going to be live music from D- three DJs um, and a whole lot of talented basketball players yeah um uh, one team's a collection of uh former 78 players or 78 players from last year uh and i expect them to win and they will be ridiculed relentlessly <laughs> if they do not take it to social media yeah <laughs> yeah all right well so mark your calendars for saturday august 24th from 10 a.m to 7 p.m worcester summer jam classic go out there and support those guys it's a lot of semi-professionals and high-level collegiate players it should be entertaining, to say the least, and there are appearances by Mayor Joe Petty and a few of our other uh, city councilors will be Excellent. present as well. I wonder if the mayor will give a speech on the demise of local media. He might. <laughs> Especially, <laughs> how's that for a wedged-in segue? Yeah. He's going to be wondering how we became the media sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, speaking of the demise of local media uh, and what our, our mayor said the other day on Hank Stolz's show... As you have all heard, Clyde McFarlane, after 26 years, was let go from the Worcester Telegram and Gazette. Seemingly very unceremoniously. Incredibly unceremoniously, yes. And we'll send you your stuff. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. And yeah. it's curious to me that he wasn't allowed at least a send-off column, and he, I 100% agree with him that that's the least they could do. Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's standard form, right? right. If it, regardless of how he's leaving, you always let him, okay, you're going to have one chance to say goodbye to your audience, right? That's that's how it's that's how it's done. Okay, so for him not to have that opportunity, that's... It's a slap in the face. Uh, yeah, and and uh, to be clear, I, that, that decision, I uh, can almost guarantee you, was not made locally. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that decision was made from above. Because uh, this happened quick, and you know this was this was quick and dirty. Are you surprised? I mean, they were making cuts across every department, everywhere. Yeah, and six, at six at least we know of. Right, and Clive was probably the lo- one of the longest tenured people there. Yes. 
probably making a decent amount of money. You're surprised it took so long for them to. No, to, to I I, I to haven't move checked. On from him. I haven't checked. I haven't checked this yet. But Worcester might be the largest city in the country without a metro columnist. Really? Uh, uh, somebody somebody tweeted at us the other day. Fall River maybe too. Well, Fall River, yeah, much smaller, but they they were left without any photographers. Photographers in the same, that's in, what the, it was. in the same cut. Uh, but Worcester might be the you know, and that's one of the things is that once you move into a strategy, we're expecting people to pay. Uh, especially in the digital space when you're expecting people to pay and you have a personality in a known quantity like, you know, Clive, you know, it's, it, it, it is obviously self-defeating in the, for the long run interest of the paper, right? To lose your most visible, visible person, a uh, most visible personality. Absolutely. Uh, and that's, and that was, I think what troubled, what's troubling everyone. Right? Is there is clearly no ups, long-term upside to this move, uh, and as not like there was in the last cut or the cut before that, and you know this is the one where I think everybody is starting to make that delineation between the people who were there, right? The people who are working every day to try and inform the community, and what the corp, what their corporate overlords are demanding, right? And that's the and that's I think what's one of the things that Joe had to kind of hit on, which is you know. Joe came right out and said, you know, there is no more, effectively no more newspaper in Worcester. And that has reverberated through all corners of the state. Um, and as it should have, uh, as it should have. And it's led to, even this morning we were talking uh, off right. the air, you know, Commonwealth Magazine has now gone and basically declared, you know, the telegram to be a ghost paper, which is a term of art that's been pushed in the industry where, you know, you have a daily newspaper in a particular area, but there it's really, you know, a collection of wire and things like that. And there's nothing that really connects it locally. Right. And they're calling these ghost newspapers. And, you know, Commonwealth Magazine has gone so far as to say, you know, ghost newspapers have come to Massachusetts uh, and the telegram is it. Uh, and that's a provocative thing. And now we had also this morning we had the head of the Worcester, Worcester NAACP uh, right. uh, come out and, and make statements too. And as I tweeted out, are, it's still to be seen whether we uh, this is a moment or the start of a movement. Um, and I think we all say from the media standpoint we want this movement to be there. Uh, we want to people support local media and and and. In a lot of respects, they are with us, with This Week in Worcester, with Unity Radio. Uh, you know, in some respects, there has never been more local news and information being produced, right? Uh, it's that, but a lot of that is coming from, a lot of that is coming from you, from This Week in Worcester. You know, we're helping distribute that. We're finding other things about Worcester that other people have written. You know, making sure that people have a place where they can go capture all that stuff. They can get all the news. They can get all. Site. They can get all yeah. the news. Uh, and uh, so I think that I think that this is kind of a this is a seminal moment. It could go either way. Does everybody just go back to business as usual and accept what's happened, or is this kind of a rally cry for Hey, look at all these. Uh, you know, look at all the people trying to to inform the public in Worcester, and let's rally around them. And that's still to be seen, but it, the trend is good. Maybe this starts a real serious conversation, and it ends up going somewhere. Do you think the culture or the way the industry is going? Do you think there's any chance that that could happen? Like, say, I know um, somebody tweeted out yesterday, this morning, that is there any possibility of a group of entrepreneurs starting their own newspaper, daily newspaper here in the city. Yeah. 
I mean, do you, do you think there's even room for that any longer? In you know, not just in Worcester, but across in, the city. I mean, we're we're in the business. We understand. We see which way this ship yeah. is going here. Yeah. Uh, what direction this is going in. People don't. Yeah. People are on Facebook. They're on social media. They don't yeah. care about other people's opinion. They just no, want they their don't. own heard. They don't, so when yeah. you post something on Facebook or on Twitter, they want to know that they reply to it. Yeah. That they have a forum to put their opinion on certain things. Yeah. You know, they don't care to read what correct. other people's the opinion demo- is. It's democratized opinion, right? The, the the editorial pages or columnists. I mean, if they had an opinion, that used to be something that was that would reverberate through the city. But now with everybody effectively being able to be a media company and everybody being able to be a publisher, that's kind of said, why should I listen to anybody else? You know, and it's kind of one of those things where everybody's speaking and nobody's listening when it comes to commentary. Now, when it comes to news, there is a lot of things out there that I think people want to know know about and they're not hearing. They're not seeing it. And so the, the because there are so many different places that you can get it. Right. So it's one of the reason that we started the 016 is let's put all this and stuff in one place, right? Let's put all this stuff where right, and that where, idea has worked for you because there are so many pl- places. Exactly, but it's also worked. I mean, it's also worked. I hope for you guys, for this week. Oh, it's paid off. Yeah, big yeah, time for us. Yeah. yeah, and and that's kind of the that's kind of the thought behind this is that you know the people who are serious about informing the public and and you know we're not here to inflame passion, so we don't run any really you know we just run factual stuff we're also in your same boat we don't do a whole lot of commentary we don't publish a whole we don't share a whole lot of commentary because we want people there's more than enough stuff out there that we want to get that people don't know and that's news so to your point about well entrepreneurs entrepreneurs are doing something you guys are doing this we're doing the 016 you have ernie doing ernie and and may doing unity radio right so there's all this great stuff that's happening out there can we get comfortable with the fact that it doesn't necessarily have to be a newspaper? Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> I mean, um, I don't know what the numbers are locally, but I mean, nationally at one point, you know, they're down a few points. But I mean, at one point, you know, I think it was 83% of the country was on Facebook. Yeah. That's a pretty big market. Yeah. You know, I mean, what yeah. do you need to print a newspaper for? Why? You can't yeah. sustain it, obviously. Yeah, well, but I think the problem is, is that you're not finding that stuff on Facebook anymore, right? There, that's the that is the inherent problem is that people go there thinking that they're going to see all the stuff from the local, from uh, of local imp- news to them, and they're finding out, oh no, they're not. Well, right. I mean, I think the the national presence. But of in news the, the move to digital is a way to get news, and the move to social media is a way to get news. That's been established but what what we came in to do is that because people weren't seeing it so we wanted one stop place where everybody goes and finds stuff yeah so i think to your point will there be a coalescing around entrepreneurs and media and finding another way that will have people be more informed yes absolutely i think that there will be when we come back we're going to take a short break when we come back i do want to discuss the role of social media uh, in our local media yep. and some changes that we've seen happen <laughs> very recently, uh, which I've noticed from the Telegram Gazette um, and kind of the differences or the other routes they've been taken yes. recently yep. um, on how to get their new- news out to people. And it seems it has paid off. Uh, you good. can call in at 508-471-5265. The state of local media, how social media is making its impact on the decisions that our hometown local newspaper is making here. Yes. 
And uh, so what I was going to say before we went on a break here is what I've noticed, and you can see it from the data from the last 90 days, is the Telegram is taking it to community pages on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I'll put it that way. They're, you know, I'd, they're definitely not taking a page of, uh, out of our book, but it is similar to what we do and how we built our yeah. traffic. Yeah. Uh, they're posting to community pages. They're, they're making a name for themselves across multiple outlets on Facebook. Yes. They started the, uh, wish they started a Facebook group for dining out. Yep. Right, they're they're on yeah. Worcester Eats. Yeah, and quite and, a bit. And let's be just super clear here: they're they you said they're not ex- executing what this week in Worcester is doing, but they are following that playbook, right? And so, to the extent that that has been competition, competition's good because had they not had had you guys not had such a social presence, right? They probably wouldn't have done this, right? Well, so 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 all so no, I mean, it would it would strike me that somebody there. You know, either they brought somebody new in or they started listening to somebody who they should listen to a long time ago who is saying, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, well, but, you know, I don't know they, that they're necessarily. But they're followed. But they're, they, you know, they, in this case, they were following, let's be honest, because you did. You're right. They have done this in the, in the past 90 days or so. So is this a response to, you know, they're learning. They're learning what you what worked for you guys. They're learning the value of social media from what they're seeing from us. And assuming that they're tracking clicks to their site from the 016. So they're starting right. to get it in a way that they hadn't before. And I think that that's the point is that when they've, you know, when you run this a monopoly for, effective monopoly for so long, you don't get pushed in a way that now that there are, there's a more vibrant scene out here, right? We're on Facebook Live right now. Manny's doing a great job. Oh, uh, by the way, the playing music was great for 80s guys, right? You know, if we got Manny, no journey from here on in. We like the HNA on that. <laughs> Unless you play Lights Go Down in the City. Then. Yeah. Okay. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, but there's such a vibrant media ecosystem out there that I don't think that is now just being exposed. Uh, play Open Arms next time. The, okay. Sorry. There we okay. go. That's, I got it <laughs> out of my go. system. Um, there's such a vibrant media s- s- sector. You know, we the stuff that we share, we'll share stuff. You know, we'll share stuff from uh, Bill Randell and Fly ORH right. and the Which stuff is... from Mike Benedetti and um, – uh, Mike Bennett, the 508, that the and people are starting to understand. There's a lot of great stuff be about and for this community being produced, and and now people are starting to understand that. So to the extent that they view that as competition, then this is a proper response from them, and it's it's good if they're informing the public. It's always good if they're informing the public, uh, you know. But yeah, they are. They make no mistake. The past 90 days, they're playing follow the leader, and I think the leader has obviously been. You know, Mass Live is strong in the so, in Mass the social Live space. Is incredibly strong. Uh, yep. And but but this week is incredibly you know important in the social space. And we are a social media platform uh, that has you know partnered with partnered with Unity, has partnered with This Week in Worcester, and you know we're actually getting to the point where we can see that that you know our the data that we're getting uh, suggests that everybody is up, uh, everybody within the city is up, uh, and that would be a remarkable thing. Uh, simply because how many cities do you think that local news and information is actually the the consumption of which is going up, and I can't think of any off the top of my head. We want to go go. We're going to do some deep. Uh, we're going to do some data on that and pull some data on that. But if we're able to, you know, between what you're doing, what we're doing, what everybody's doing, if we can get more news and information consumed in the local space, that is an objectively good thing. 
the the thing about what you just said that <laughs> the Telegram and Gazette, their audience is growing in the last ninety days. Yeah, substantially. You can yeah. see the data it's, uh, yourself. Yeah, but they. they uh, I mean, they. And, and it's not like they were at a point where they could only go up. Yeah. They're going up. I mean, they're it's, no, it's, they are up. So we talk about the ghost newspapers and right. we talk about all this stuff. People are still reading but it, then more digi- so now than they did 90 days before that. Yeah, and so here's the thing. So that's happening, but you guys are up and we're up and, you know. WBJ's all, up. But WBJ's up, yes. And all, the, all these outlets are up. Which is my favorite news outlet in the city. And I well, those guys, killing it. <laughs> so great. those guys are killing it. They're so great. Those guys are killing it. Because they're not afraid. Yeah, they're not afraid. They're asking the right questions. And, and, and listen, hey, let's be honest. Even in this building, we got we, you got unity. You know, the chamber is a de facto media company. Chamber, I like the new paper. Yeah, yeah. the chamber had the new paper out. The chamber's in, into all multi, completely multi-platform. Uh, you know, and thanks to Tim and, and Emily, who's, who's got, done a great job since she came yes, aboard. So you have also a member of the 2020 class. Was she? Yes. Oh, that's right, the yeah. leadership was. So yeah. yeah. Um. So that. So the the point is, is that, and I think one of the things that we did in being able to bring you guys and Ernie and everybody in with the 016 is understanding, you know, the competition really is local media versus the platforms. It's not against each other. Right, so what we've been able to do within our framework of the 016 is get everybody lay down their guns and everybody and have let's join a platform where all we do is focus on local and then it everybody gets everybody rises right? right and and that's and that has that knock on wood has worked yeah the um you know part of the I can't say the word ever democratization yes. of media um is that Outlets get small. I mean, everybody's an outlet, but if you take it a step above, everybody's an outlet, right? Yeah. To people that are, you know, producing consistent content like this week in Worcester yeah. and others, um, you, you, we have as smaller, more nimble organizations yes. doing this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, social media isn't going to solve media companies like the Telegram's problem, which is they're big and expensive. Yes. No, absolutely. Which is why it always works to be an entrepreneur and somebody else new, right? I mean, we can, we could go out and in theory, everybody, everybody here could go out and and not that saying that you would, but all the new players in the market here could go and, you know, create and, and have the same output as one larger institution for a fraction of the cost. Right. Right. And that's that's I think what you're getting to is that and and again be multi-platform right be radio have video have you know regular straight digital and social media and you could build a multi-platform media organization uh, for a fraction of what it would cost to 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 take over a legacy operation that had that's really tied to a massive a product that costs a massive amount of money to produce probably a quarter of the cost yeah Oh, oh more than that. Oh, more than that. When you're tied to when you're tried to. No, print. I'm saying. Oh, so oh yeah. <laughs> it would probably only cost you a quarter of the cost. Oh yeah, I mean the the you'd rule make, of thumb for startups. Money. The rule of thumb in startups is that you can a lot do of money. is that every dollar spent by a startup leverages itself like seven to, seven times to twelve times what a like what it would take a legacy organization to do the same thing. So we're talking about you know we're talking almost ten x. So every dollar spent. Every dollar spent at a smaller startup organization is worth ten dollars that a legacy cop company would right. do to get to right. the same price. Right. And I mean, and I'm, I'm is, saying it the opposite. Exactly. Way but yeah, but okay. we're in the same. Yeah, we're right. in the, we're yeah. And, and and they're not going to be able to lay themselves off of their, their financial issues of printing that thing. 
Well, you can't because that's the cash cow, right? Yeah. I mean, they just raised their price to 24 bucks a week, and you know that's $1,200 a year for seven-day home delivery. Now, I'm not banging on them, but when you have that kind of cash tied up in one product, guess what? You need to – that's your castle. you got to protect that castle. Right. Right? I mean, but that's, <laughs> your, your ship is going to sink protecting that castle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can only it, – I mean, it's just it's – just, Well, you, they need the transition, but the problem is is that the most – and this is nas- nationwide, so I don't want to pick on Telegram. No, the stuff no, we're true, talking about true. here is nationwide. True. Absolutely. The problem is is that they're n- n- they have staffed and probably haven't for 20 years haven't been staffed to do multiple things. Mm-hmm. Right. Back 20 years ago, you had the opportunity to have a, a they had the size of a staff. We could go and have a social media team and have do all this, all the stuff that you needed to do to get multi-platform and prepare for the future. You don't have that anymore. Right. And nobody does. Again, na- nationwide, nobody's got that kind of muscle anymore, and that's a problem. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, the, the New York Times has the same problems. Washington Post has the same problems. Absolutely. They're bigger companies, more money. But, but they, I mean, they all have, got the... Yeah. They have huge staffs, yeah. and they don't necessarily do social... You know, don't do not do electronic media very well. Yeah. Um, and they're pay-gating the, the heck out of their content, which isn't going to get them far when... You know, and I understand that they have... That, that's, I guess, the point is, is they're trying to find every angle... To generate revenue because they have these huge costs yeah. from these, as you said, legacy organizations that have been around a long time, uh, and you know, smaller, more nimble organizations are making their content free, selling ads, and not by any means knocking knocking the the cover off the ball, yeah. but are again more nimble and able to deliver uh, content that people will read because with the amount of news content online, who's paying? For online content. Yeah, I just don't believe well, that. Well, I mean, that's work. that's a separate that's a separate thing. There's really two schools of thought. One is that an audience development play, which is free, and you have a lot of stuff that people really want to care about, and then you have the audience development or the audience engagement play, which is you're going to charge for your stuff, but that stuff is going to be worth what you're charging for it, right? And so those are two separate two separate uh, strategies with two separate skill sets yeah. and two t- types of content. Right. Yep. The problem is, is that a lot of these papers that are charging again nationwide, a lot of the papers that are charging are trying to execute both strategies and they can't and because they don't have the muscle. So they end up end up producing stuff that's not worth paying for in an effort to draw the eyeballs. They end up taking time away from their staff who could be who could be producing stuff that's worth paying for. And they're not. Yeah, I, and that's that's the that inherently with legacy organizations. That's what the, that's where the problem lies. Yeah. Th- I mean, this is an overly bold statement, but it, it seems to me that we're leading to the conclusion that, um, you know, just a lot of money has come out of the news media business. The money just isn't there anymore because of free content on the Internet. And so organizations that are huge uh, are walking a path that doesn't end in a good place. Well, they'll all end up, you know, at the end of the day, you'll end up with a whole bunch of organizations that are around the similar size. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Whether you're growing or whether you're shrinking, that you're going to end up with a really dynamic playing field with yeah. a whole bunch of different players all doing some stuff. I think one of the things that we've tried to do here in Worcester and us partnering with Ernie and, and working with the people that we're working with is basically say, no, let's do this together. Let's understand that for the moment, this at this moment in time, none of us are competing. Right. That what we're competing against is we're all competing for minutes against the platforms. Right. Let's understand that. And if we understand that, then we can act upon it. We can get to the place that we are right now, which is Worcester being one of the few places where local the consumption of local news and information is going up. Perfect place. 
Yeah. That's a perfect place to be. And the the, the next, I think, the next iteration we're going to see is um, is is paid media on the platforms, and who can do that cheap? You know, who can do that the best and most yeah. cost effectively? I think that's the exactly next, the next iteration. Yeah. When we come back, uh, we're going to take a short break here. When we come back, do you think? And you guys think about this off air. And when we come back, um, we'll discuss. Do you think it's going? It's the consumer's problem, the way the news media is changing uh, across the country. Do you think it's something they need to adjust to? Is the consumer, do they need to come to terms with the fact that this is the way media, the media landscape is going and quickly? Yeah. Um, and, you know, we had comments from our mayor about Clive McFarlane leaving and yep. saying that there is no real newspaper left in the city. Yeah. In five years, do you see any real daily home delivery newspaper in this city or anywhere? I think they'll still be clinging in five years. And the the, the tough part is that people are starting to grapple with now are when are we getting close to uh, getting rid of one or more print days? Um, and you think there's an idea that's coalescing that what you're going to get to is seven days digital and one day print. That's where most people think it will land, that there is enough for Sundays or enough for a weekend edition. And really, of, of all the rest of the days of the week, the only one that really makes money is Thursday, right? Every All the other days of the week lose money if right. you were counting each day. Of course. Right? So what they're saying is the next time, the next wave, will you'll see a whole bunch of people who will just stop publishing a, a Pittsburgh, the city of Pittsburgh. They were had gone down in publication days, and then they just came back and announced that they were coming down more on the print publication days. Um, and so you'll see that before it goes. You'll have some things like Youngstown just went out of business. Youngstown, the newspaper, just went out of business. You'll see some of that, but more likely you'll see a reduction in the number of print days before it goes because there's still a lot of money there. There's still a lot of money there, but you need less of a staff to produce if you're only producing one day a week. Do you have any idea what it, what it costs them to deliver the homes? I do. I do. It's I, not oh, cheap. You know you're not sharing. I, I yeah I can't. That, that's, okay. That, that, All right. No. It's, but it's, but it's not but it's not trivial, right? Everything along the way, everything along the way costs money, right? right? So when you start at how much the newsprint costs, and then you start with how much does it take to deliver to the wholesalers, and how much do you, how much do you have to pay the the company that's paying the guys to deliver to your doorstep? You know, it's not trivial. Uh, you know, it, this is all these things are big costs, um, and you know uh, it. It actually, your costs go up when you're not delivering as many papers, right? Because if you're sending somebody down a street to deliver one paper versus delivering to every door, right, your cost per paper goes up, right? So the cost of delivery now has probably never been higher for that particular reason. Delivery of each paper has never been higher because you're not delivering as many. And the money that they're making on these Thursdays and Sunday inserts, yeah, is it worth it? Oh, it is for them because yeah. the the you know it, it is for them because otherwise, like you say, around the country you're starting to see, you know, there's a big bang, which is all of a sudden you get a notice that the newspaper is out of business, or they start cutting back print days. So that's kind of an understanding that you know, yeah, there still is money to be made. And and let's be honest, you know, the TNG for all the stuff that we're talking about is still throwing off cash, right? It's still generating a healthy profit because first of all, Gatehouse wouldn't keep it running if it wasn't. Right, nobody's going to keep it an unprofitable paper running. So it's worth noting that you know, yeah, for all the stuff that we lament about, you know, losing Clive and you know that sort of stuff, you know, the still paper is still throwing off a pretty good percent, pretty pretty good chunk of cash, but it's not coming to the city, 
that's right. going, it's going right. outside right. the city, right? right. And that's that's a that's that's a real problem. Yeah, that's that's probably the biggest point that we would probably have to make about that. You know, the audience is still there; they're still making a lot of money, but it's, it's you don't you're not going to see it here. Exactly, which is another reason that local local entities are better, right? You know, you guys are better, we're better. You know, if you can trade marketing dollars, believe for me, exposure, we're not making the city any money. Huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if but if you were that, you would you know that then then there's the whole thing of you see that not just in news, you see it in multiple industries. And the theory of doing it locally is better. The velocity of money, every dollar spent locally, is basically cycles through the economy seven times. So you get the multiplier effect of every dollar that you can spend locally, you know, is worth seven bucks, right? Versus right. a company that you know just takes the money out of town i'm going to make a bold statement here and i'm going to i'm going to tell you i'm I'm not looking forward to the day that when they pull back on delivery days the tng which is gonna happen yeah probably happen soon it probably should have happened already yeah probably should have happened already yeah and i'm not i'm definitely not looking forward to the day which is also coming soon where they stop home delivery completely and until people can wrap their heads around that idea you know, nothing's going to change. Yeah. If I'm the team, if I'm Gatehouse, yeah. I'm starting that process now. You're, you're. Well, they're playing these games out. They play them all the time. Right. I played them when I was there, right? You're, right. Everybody, you're always running numbers and doing different scenarios. And, but at some point, one of those scenarios is going to click, right? One of those scenarios will click. I mean, and, and, and one of the, to your point about home delivery, somebody else, uh, the paper in uh, Hawaii actually stopped home delivery and actually just sent it through the mail. So the paper is even less timely, but they did it to save money and get delivery certainty, and they went to the post office. Uh, but the, the, they got dinged for that because they, the paper couldn't nearly be – not that the, a newspaper is ever massively timely – but you're even no, less. Just but go you're on. Even, but you're just even go less. on a Facebook community page. You'll find out when your newspaper. Yeah, arrive. yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so these things get played out all the time. So the part of it is, is that you know, with the with the with the Clive, it's just another reminder that this is what they're going to do, and they make no apology for the Gatehouse makes no apology for it. Uh, that we are sh- shareholders of first, and everybody else is second. Right, right, and and I think that that's. Uh, you know, again, let's take it out of out of just their box, but you know, media company, newspaper companies in yeah. general. Um, you know, uh, as as the 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 responsibility to the general public yeah. has waned tremendously, and uh, I mean, profit margins always been important and will continue to be important, but the uh, you know people that actually want to just deliver the news, actually report the news, um, you know, that doesn't seem to be. Uh, much of a much of a principle in the business anymore amongst bigger companies. No, because everybody's got their own worries, right? Yep. There. yep. So, if but delivering information isn't one of them. Oh yeah. Uh, if the Telegram Gazette, and this is just, I don't like talking about us at all. Like I don't like it, it makes me uncomfortable when I try to it, pump me, my own tires yeah. here. Um, but I will say this, and this is where I find where the Telegram's missing the boat a little bit here. Um, we kind of discussed both. All three of us did in, in separate yeah. conversations. Um, the other day, there was a bomb threat at the Santander Bank building downtown. Yeah. I had it. <laughs> you and I talked to Mark, and we yeah. were like, "Oh, it's nothing." And then I shot a message over the Wista PD, and it was something. Yeah. Got all the details. Got a quote from the Wista Police Department. Broke the story. And literally, you can see that building from the Telegram Gazette window. Yes. So I don't know how you don't see all that 
all the pl- the police presence down there. The road's blocked off. And nobody goes, hmm, I wonder no what's one, going on. And no one says, <laughs> hey, we should go check this out. Yeah. Or no one thinks to contact the Worcester Police Department and find out what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who is running that newsroom in, in the sense that... Well, they did. They were doing some stuff. They were tweeting out some stuff, right? Because they had right. two people down there tweeting it out, one from Commercial Street and one from and there. But that seems to be the case all the time. But that, but you're, but, you're, but yes, the, but this no week, one's on Twitter. You're, I mean, you're, no one gets their news from Twitter. Yes, yeah, story, story, the story is what you broke. Right, the story is what you broke. That original story, everything else was with just, all the information. Yes, yeah. And I, I just, I, it, I'm curious as to know if they use their resources correctly, would they have a better reception in the city? And yeah. They can't, letting the likes of me beat them to a story is just wow. That is, <laughs> it's not a good look for them. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but that's where we are. I mean, that's where it is. And like I said, in five years, don't get used to having a paper delivered to your home because the way is going completely digital. And just like I said, in the last ninety days, you yeah. see their presence has grown online. Yeah, that's there's no, it's not a coincidence. <laughs> They're gearing up for something. No, and, yeah. No, it, they're well, gearing up to build that digital audience, so when they pull the plug on home delivery, it's not going to take so much of a toll on them as it. Yeah. Well, they always would. had the audience. They're being more active, as I think well, what we well, can say. Well, that's that's they, that's what it takes. Yeah, it takes being they, active, out being out there, pushing all that information out there. Yes. In order to in order to get the response you want. I mean, it's. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta work a couple extra hours a day. Yeah. But it, the payoff is much. It is. It is. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. And thanks for tuning in at This Week in Worcester.com radio show. I want to wish everybody.